0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. I am so happy to have you here with me today. On today's show, I'm sitting down with Amanda Ascioli. She is the creator and owner of The Luxe Way. Essentially what she does is she helps female entrepreneurs to, as she calls it, package their genius and scale their business. What's really fantastic about Amanda is she has an ability to see those almost like cracks in your business or things in your just in your life in general that would be able to be more efficient and more effective and I know since we recorded this episode a couple of months ago I have had the opportunity to get to know Amanda on a deeper level and she has a heart of gold she's like the epitome of showing up for other people checking in when it does not benefit her at all but just saying hey how are you how are things can I help in any way It's just really amazing to be able to have had the opportunity to sit down with her and to share her message with you. I know that you are going to love hearing from Amanda. Now to the show. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to the show. Hi, Kelly. So excited to be here. Yes. Thank you for being here with me. I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule on your birthday. I have to mention that. I'm sorry.
1: It is my birthday, but you know, there are a few things I did choose to do today and uh, this was one of them. So excited to be here.
0: Thank you so much. Absolutely. You're so welcome. Well, I definitely appreciate that and hope you have some good birthday plans later too. So We do. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> good. Good. That's awesome. Well, I'm wondering if you can introduce yourself to the, to the listeners. Absolutely.
1: Um, so my name is Amanda Osceoli. I'm the founder of The Lux Way, um, specifically what that means is I'm a business strategist. I work with um, female entrepreneurs in really helping them to scale and grow their business, um, but without all the overwhelm. So I'm also um, your efficiency and systems uh, kind of expert, um, really helping to make sure that um, you can grow your business efficiently. Um, Just my background is that I come from um, a nine-year career in corporate finance. Um, So most people think, gosh, how did you go from corporate finance to, you know, an entrepreneur in strategy? And that really, I mean, in short, that comes back to just all of the years of so many different varieties of experience throughout corporate finance. Um, So anything from administration, operations, and even sales gives you a pretty good depth uh, of business strategy in general. Um, And then where I am specifically, I live in Tampa, Florida. I am married and uh, we have two lovely children. I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old. So uh, all of those things uh, fall under my realm of expertise.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I guess I didn't realize that you live in Florida. Oh, that's fantastic. I bet it's pretty warm there right now, huh?
1: I do. I have a sweatshirt on. Viewers can't see that, but it's warm. I should not have a sweatshirt on. <laughs> it's like, you know, a 65 this morning, which is chilly oh, for Floridians. Sure, sure. Um, but I'm originally from Nebraska, so I do get oh, okay. to say and know what the winter is like
0: yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's definitely very 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 cold here so i can understand that but thank you for giving us a good idea of your background and kind of where you're at with that and i know from personal experience that we have talked about making things more efficient and streamlining um, some of the process of the behind the scenes killing and the encouragers uh, part of things and also my business so i've been able to kind of see you know, as you're processing through things, you can almost like see your, your wheels turning of like, how can we say, you know, save you time and get the quality information that you really need?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, some people come to me almost in a, in a shameful way and it's, it's not anything against, it's like any skill, right? right. If I'm not a, like an amazing marketer, so people can blow my mind with marketing tips, Um, it goes both ways. So I can blow people's minds when I talk about inefficiency or or a faster way to do something. Um, But again, no, like no shame on the reverse side of it. You know, we're just basically here as a team to help each other out. And the less time you can spend sitting at your desk as an entrepreneur, the better, right? Because that's, Mm That's not why we started to become entrepreneurs was to sit behind a desk all day
0: yeah absolutely i I love that you point that out because i do think sometimes you know i see this with like finances a lot um and it it seems like that that also becomes very you know shame and there's so much guilt and um it's just really really tough for people to talk about but the reality is that we all are good at something um, but there may be other areas that we need some help and that's okay too that's absolutely okay
1: absolutely yeah if if you're an entrepreneur and you feel like you can do it all or or not or you're just a mom and you feel like you can do it all uh you can't and it's okay to ask for help um yeah it's totally okay yeah
0: i don't think we hear that enough i don't no Mm-hmm. No,
1: and, and you almost get the feeling of, oh, they have a housekeeper, right? Or, oh, they have a nanny. Um, when I, I wish the world would flip that switch because, sure, maybe some of it comes from wealth, but I think a lot of it also comes from the fact that that particular family knows that they need help and they can ask for it. Absolutely. You know? and, and for those that maybe don't have the funds to afford those things, how can you... How can you switch, you know, right? Can you invite, you know, a friend over that can watch the kids and then you're, you're swapping? Like there's plenty of ways uh, you can do it in a cheap way in the business sense. You can barter services back and forth. I hear about that all the time yep. um, where, you know, people are wanting to trade services because they know they need help, but maybe they can't afford it. Um, to outsource yet. So they'll just swap services.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. You know, I um, read something the other day and uh, I can't, I won't share like all the details of it, but um, I thought it was so cool. It was about somebody who has not, I want to be really clear for any listeners that know that I'm a mental health therapist. It was not anything about therapy because we're not able to do that in the therapy world, (laughs) but it was something about like business consultation, I think. And they were offering somebody business consultation um, and that person had a housekeeping business and so what they would do is an hour a week she would give consultation services so an hour of her housekeeping was free a week and then she paid for an hour of it and it's like what like what a nice way to for both people to eliminate costs yeah I was like that's so fantastic to be able to do that Um, and when you're you're in settings that aren't quite the therapy world then you do have a little bit more flexibility on sharing some of those
1: yeah so I have a good story about this actually um I have a photographer that we've met here that we really love and enjoy and so I had reached out about some um a brand photo shoot. You get some updated headshots, some more images just for my own brand, some content. And she totally dropped the ball. Like, again, no shame on her, but like she didn't get back to me. I never received pricing. And um, so I'm also one not to like, no judge, no harm, no foul, right? But I reached out to her and just let her know, like, hey, I feel like I could really help you. I'm not sure where we dropped the ball, but. I see that there's maybe a need in your business, you know, why don't we meet whatever. Basically flip the script and we are now bartering for my photo shoot. So like it'll now be free and then we have sat down and and we basically revamped her whole process from like prospect through um, photo shoot, right? So so she she said that the, the fall really comes when she has a lot of clients and then she gets so overwhelmed in how to fit them into her schedule who needs the contract, who needs invoice, right? Just all of the things. And um, so she's set up and now a system that can help automate and all that good stuff. And anyway, right, like it blew her mind and she's like, well, gosh, like this is incredible. But then nobody had to really financially put anything up front and, and it was a win-win for everybody. Yeah. But my best part of it is that, you know, find those places maybe in your life that you could actually flip the script and offer your services to someone you feel is in need um, it was just a really, it was a really fun win.
0: Yeah. That's fan. I love that. And what a good play on each other's strengths too, you know? So like what, like, what can we share? You know, I even hear about that with like, you know, stay at home moms, like maybe, um, they have a friend that stays at home as well. And like for one week, one hour, two hours, whatever, like they'll watch all the kids and then they flip it. And the other person has, you know, some of that alone time. And I think there are so many times in life where we don't, we don't think about that, but we, especially you know for you and the business that you have like you may have the answer that helps eliminate a lot of these difficulties and and really like I don't know how you feel but like time is the most important thing in my life like I want time with the people that I love and I want time to be able to like serve the world in a good way and you can't do that when you're bogged down with so many tasks
1: no and then the stress sets in the overwhelm sets in right so in the case of this photographer it was that overwhelm and then just the I'm just gonna give up on this particular item and it's just gonna go away yeah um you know. and and most people would they would just find someone else but I'm like again I I just have that giving part of me where I'm like but I could help her and she can be successful because she's very talented so it's yeah. um I think there's not enough of that in the world that goes around, but I think that there can be absolutely.
0: Yeah. And you know, what's really great too, is that those moments, I think not only do they help you guys, but they also continue to go on and help other people as well. So now when people contact her for her photography business, like everything is just pretty streamlined. It'll be a lot less stress for everybody involved. And quite honestly, so you've changed customers' lives and you've changed her life and potentially helped her to be even more, I would say not potentially, I would say for sure, be even more successful in her business, which can then free up freedom in her own life. I mean, like what a cool way to continue that giving in so many different yeah, that's directions.
1: Yeah. I hadn't thought about the clientele impact, but for sure, um, just that ease of getting on someone's calendar in a much smoother way, you know, again, from prospect to like paying that whole, that whole process, Um, I should actually ask her to track the revenue. That would be interesting, right? Like what was your revenue? And because we just did this uh, beginning of the week was when we actually met um, to like implement. And so she could technically view October versus November, for example. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Very
0: interesting. You know what else is really great about stuff like that? I think if, if she's willing to share that information and if she would allow you to then use that in marketing or whatever that, I mean, it's literally just like the gift that keeps giving in all aspects of it, you know? Uh, absolutely. so, so that's pretty cool. You know, I am, um, working on planning, a women's event and I'm really, really excited about it. So, Wonderful. so excited about it. Um, but what I think, what's that? I'm sorry. Is this locally? It local is. Women's It is. It okay. is. Yep. Yep. Here in Or If you want to travel in from Florida, feel free, but I think yeah. it'll just be a little thing starting out. Um, but yeah. I, I'm really, really excited about it. But what I think is so great is there are so many people willing to come on board because they feel like the mission at heart is something that they want to be a part of. And so in my mind, I'm also thinking like, how can I pay them back for that time as well. And so I'm thinking about things like I'm going to have a photographer taking pictures. Well, then if it's in their space then they get to use those photos for whatever marketing or if there's like a really great picture of somebody up there speaking, okay, well now they can use that, you know, as they further their career in whatever way that they want to. And so I think that when we really break down some of those parts too, there's a lot more there than we initially realize. Calling all social workers, marriage and family therapists, psychologists and counselors. Are you looking for a supervisor so you can reach your next licensure level? How about looking for a clinical consultant to work through cases, help you guide your business, or help you work through some of the tough stuff in private practice? So often we find ourselves searching for clinical supervision and coming to a dead end. Or finding ourselves with someone who can provide supervision hours, but isn't a great match for our niche and our style. Well, look no further. You can now go to consultationandsupervision.com and scroll through a directory of therapists providing both of these services. Here you will find a picture, a short bio, and contact information. So you can find not just anyone, but the right one. It's totally free and will save you from spending time and money on a supervisor or consultation that just isn't the right match. So head over to consultationandsupervision.com and start searching today.
1: Yeah, particularly for those uh, brand partnerships. Yeah, as you're building out an event, um, photos is one of the easiest things I've mm-hmm. seen. You know, for participants, for sponsors, partners, speakers, wherever it may be, yeah, you provide them a few free professional shots. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's wonderful. And then, like you said, how powerful for it to be maybe a shot that's on a stage in front of an audience, things like that. Um, that maybe they don't have that yet, right? Yeah. Maybe they haven't been able to capture that sort of exposure.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'd be really great. You know, there is one thing that you said that I'm I'm kind of curious about if I can ask you. It's about like the process of things. So are yeah. you someone who you really feel like people should be looking at like the start of any type of interaction with a potential we'll just call it client for now, potential client to the end result? Like, are, do you look at like literally every step? So some, so if we took like the podcast, so somebody contacted me to be on the podcast and you would literally track like the entire way through. Is that one of Oh, okay.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So we want to, I mean, one of, I think my specialties, I would say is the onboarding process. So from your, point of a client saying yes, you know, how are you taking that client on their journey as they work through, you you know, your business, whatever it is that you're offering with you. Um, Like in your case, yeah, it would be so powerful to know, okay, from the first moment someone maybe contacts you from being on a podcast, what is the entire process from, you know, the the scheduling of the actual call to actually getting on a call like where we are today, Yeah. but then the rest of it is for the most part on your end, right? Then all the production, the marketing, all of that, that entire process. Um, I'm sure there are plenty of efficiencies to um, poke holes at along the way to then implement.
0: Yeah. So cool. So cool. So I'm wondering if, even if somebody doesn't have, have a business, is there a way that we can implement that same strategy? Do you think to like save ourselves time just throughout life?
1: Yes. The, uh, this is newer to me, actually, in my own family life. So because I like systems and processes, I'm also not perfect at it, and I always have to learn. And um, we had lived in Florida for a little over a year, actually. I'm new to Florida. But we had bought a house only this past summer, like in June. So we were renting until then. and as most families do you just fall into this phase of overwhelm you feel like you can't get anything done right you're just the kids are crabby you're crabby and you you eventually get to a tipping point so that tipping point hit somewhere around right when we were moving in i think just the overwhelm of organizing a new house we have a pool and who knows how to handle a pool (laughs) right Florida you know it's like so all these things just snowballed and that was when I really started to look at well what's my process and so I now have two school-aged kids preschool and kindergarten and we've really established our routine for the day of you know kids are up at 6 30 they understand that if they're up before then they get a little bit of cartoon time but 6 30 is like if they're up You know, that's when we're starting breakfast. They are both assigned to pick out their own breakfast from either their fridge or if they're going to do cereal and milk, whatever it may be, right? But they're in charge of selecting their breakfast. And then they both have a snack box for school. So they also have to be in charge of choosing their snack box. That just alone, like if you don't have your kids implementing some of their own habits in the early starts of your day, like go do that now because it helps so much. If you're the mom and you're doing it all, you're doing it wrong because you shouldn't be doing it all. Um, But then that whole process throughout the day, right? I mean, I could give you the details of mine, but it's the little things of like they should get dressed at the same point of their day every day right like is it in their bedroom before they're downstairs is it after breakfast what is it you know i have a daughter so we always got to do her hair brush her teeth that sort of thing Um, the more that you can have it be as routine as possible you're way more efficient you're also probably going to find much more happiness in getting out of the door because you have some more buy-in from the kids they know what to expect yeah Um, if you you know if you are a parent and have kids you understand that they love a routine yeah. So it goes in the same business or just personal family. The more you can establish yourself on a routine, you're naturally going to become more efficient in that process because you're doing it over and over and over and over again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I
1: remember hearing a story from an old boss, actually, he was similar to me in the fact, just like very routine, very scheduled. And he said he could literally put on his like socks and pants, like without even looking because he knew he always did right foot, left foot, Right pant leg, left pant leg, up the pants go, right? It was so simple, but he's like, but it takes me no time because it's so routine. So that's my little rant. But yes, absolutely. Um, You know, if you want help with your daily routine, I can sure give any listeners, you know, feel free to reach out. I will give you some pointers on your just personal daily routine too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, my son is, um, he's almost four now. And sometimes I do think that, you know, as our kids age, I don't know if anyone else has ever felt like this, but sometimes we don't um, always allow them to do things that they absolutely can do just to save time or whatever that may be. But as he has gotten older, so one thing that, uh, you know, I always will have him do is like pick out his socks and put like decide what shoes you're wearing, you know. And like if he was like, I want to wear these flip flops and there's like two feet of snow, I'm going to be like, okay, do you think that's a good idea? And then then talk about it and he would pick something else. But I even think small things like that are a good way to get kids prepared for knowing that like they will need to essentially like get themselves ready like that's their responsibility to get themselves ready and quite honestly I'm like hashtag goals like kids getting their own snacks for the day like yes that's amazing (laughs) you know
1: it's not every day this this task but lately I've been trying to if I can leave the kitchen clean at night and the dishwasher has been started Again, this is where it's not, it's hit or miss, but most of the time I can ask my three-year-old, well, he's three and a half, he turned three in May, yep. to unload the dishwasher. Yep. Now, it takes some help, yeah. but he's also a high energy, loves to run, jump, skip, hop, whatever type of little kid. Yep. So if I can give him a task at 6.30 in the morning, he is all over it. Yes. And he will, pretty much completes it by himself. He might put some stuff on the counter if it's glass or whatever, but um I trust to leave it to him yeah and you know again, I'm there to help, but uh, that, those types of things I'm slowly starting to implement. Yeah. Um, the, the laundry too yes. I over the past couple months it's like mom does the laundry but kids put it away. so mm-hmm. I'll fold it but here's your pile and here's your pile and you know where all your clothes are right They know every drawer. yeah so it's I think it's as a parent, allowing a little bit of that patience to not it's not going to be perfect they're probably going to unfold some of the stuff or maybe they'll eventually drop something on the floor for a dish and it breaks and yeah. you know yeah. so be it but yeah, absolutely. yeah it, it, it's something I'm learning for sure but I've seen the value that it's been providing for my own yeah. um, particularly the mornings which is where I was feeling a lot of stress and I knew that if I could control it it would
0: it would be better Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it kind of reminds me of like managing our own expectations too, when it comes to things with our kids, like they're not going to do it like adults, but I always try to think for myself and I encourage like clients that I work with to think about like, what do you want in this moment? Do you want, like, do you want to put away their clothes so that they look perfect all the time? Or do you want a functioning adult who is able to do their own laundry and able to fold it and able to like go through that? You know, my son, I've even had him like help me like scramble eggs, you know, things like that, you know, like, oh, he whisk it up. And, you know, like, I think yeah. that when we think about long-term outcomes, we can have more patience too with allowing them to do things, maybe not to the level that we would hope, but to like learn from that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and not, not to bash any men out there, but I use the same, some of the same tactics with my husband, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I'll let him do X, Y, Z task, knowing that it may not be the way Amanda wants, but it's done, yes. right? And so if I don't have to do it, that is more what I should care about. And that's, again, I've been married six years, so it's been something I've learned, right? I don't want people to think like, well, gosh, this lady is just like, she can master her family. No. But it's something I've learned that helps just yeah. letting that imperfection exist, um, you know, and maybe maybe at the right point, you can say, hey, I love that you did this. But next time, could you it really bothers me that you put an upside down like I know it's silly, but could you just try yeah. whatever it may be? Right. That That's like the goal that I know that model exists. Now it's just a matter of continuing to practice
0: it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think with anything, it's just, it is, it's just a matter of practicing it and we make Mm -hmm. improvements and we make adjustments and we're all human and we're just doing the best that we can. And um, that's just what it is at the end of the day. But I I do think, you know, I'm curious about your perspective on this. You know, um, I am a big believer that the amount of decisions and choices we have to make throughout the day is, is just uh, extremely overwhelming. I mean, Honestly, I don't know. I've never, like – that'd be interesting. But I've never actually tracked, like, how many choices I have to make before I leave my door in the morning, my house and my home door. But um, I do wonder your thoughts on, like, you know, Mark uh, Zuckerberg, the Facebook dude, like, he wears that, like, same gray shirt all the time because that, like, eliminates choices he has to make. And I have thought that would actually be, like, super fantastic. I do think men get away with that easier than women, to be honest. But um, I – I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious about your perspective on that. Like, are there ways or like decisions that you think that like you've found for yourself or for your clients that we can eliminate throughout the day or make a little bit easier?
1: I think food and drink is a big one. Um, so if it's, I mean, I've heard a lot of, uh, I'm not a health, like professional, but I'm a health geek, I guess I I could say, where I just follow the industry. I like to know what people do to stay fit or what diet they're using or whatever, what nutrition they follow. And what I hear consistently in that industry is Monday through Friday, for the most part, they're eating the same meals, right? Like they're probably going to always have, you know, oatmeal or a smoothie in the morning, and they're going to have a salad for lunch and maybe a chicken breast and a vegetable for dinner. Right? That's that sounds super lame and boring, but in short, yep, that's probably what they're going to do. It helps with that decision fatigue. They don't have to make a decision if they know every morning they're eating the same thing. Um, I think yeah, food would probably be a good place that you could implement some of those things. Um, but then just becoming more more routine in your day. So if it's you've got kid pickup that you know you're always leaving the same time like you're not gonna do if you have errands maybe the errands are always one day or you know you're not just like kind of havocing around running you know flying by the seat of your pants which is when I meet most of my clients they're running by the seat flying by the seat of their pants yep and so we try to like rein them in like okay how can we be a little bit more efficient. I actually heard on a podcast that I was listening to not too long ago and the woman was talking about she does the grocery pickup Mm. and she said, now I still have to drive to pick it up. I don't have it delivered, but I only go when I know I have to go somewhere else. So she was talking about, again, just streamlining her where she has to go. She's like, I think most of us don't realize that that's wasting time because we think, oh, I'm just gonna go here and do this. And oh, but I got my groceries, right? So that was an amazing use of time. But her point was, but if you do that every day, now you've wasted, you know, ten minutes there and back, when maybe you could have swooped in, kind of all your errands in one time. Um, I haven't done that yet. I don't actually do the grocery pickup yet, but I should. Um, I think that's another great way to just bring back some time in your day. You probably will make a lot less decisions if you're doing it on the computer versus. Actually, grocery shopping, right? Where you're going to be seeing a whole bunch of other products to then go make decisions on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are a few things I think off right at the top of my head. Just, yeah. You know, maybe add some consistency to your day, not to be super unspontaneous or boring per se. You know, I think that I would, some listeners might say, I guess that's the reverse side that I would see is like, well, gosh, that just sounds so robotic, or, you know, there's going to be some hate from that for sure. But, build it in, I think would be the solution to it,
0: you know? Absolutely. You know, what's really interesting, I I love um, the ideas that you had. A few things popped in my mind too. Um, One, the grocery pickup. I've done it twice now. It is fantastic. I mean, you literally say, I'm on my way. It tracks you to, which is a little creepy, but it tracks you till you get there. And then they're right there. They load it up. You go. I love the idea though, especially since we live out of town of making sure that you're there for something else and you're going to do all of that together. I think that's a fantastic idea. Um, The other thing that it made me think of is my husband and I used to do, I don't know where I heard this. It was on some type of podcast too. I'm sure of it, but it was like Monday. Let me think what they were. Monday, we always did leftovers from Sunday. Tuesday, we always did like tacos or some type of Mexican food. We always did some type of chicken on Wednesday. We always did, I think it was like some type of like casserole or something on Thursday. And then Friday, we always knew like that's going to be a flex day for us because it's a little bit more chaotic, you know, and sometimes we didn't always feel like cooking. So maybe we would, you know, eat, that would be our day we ate out, you know, Yeah. and that really did, that did um, save quite a bit um but the other okay oh, i love that
1: yeah. yeah i love that
0: yeah and you know i think that that for us at least it helped because it wasn't always the exact same food but it was like we didn't have to put much effort into the type of food we were eating you know so like your your amount i think that's for me that's a part of it the amount of information being input you know in, into your life um in a situation like that like really reduces when you know like i'm only going to and really, for the most part, we have like three of the same dishes that we you know rotate anyway. Yes. <laughs> but but I think that makes a big difference. Uh, the other thing it made me think though is I don't know there may be some people out there like me who I like a routine. This might sound weird, so you can feel free to give me some feedback on it. But I like a routine. I like to be like structured, but I don't like to have it be at the exact same time every day. So literally everything I do in my life is like for the most part, the same, but how I keep it spontaneous is that I know that on this day, maybe I get up early and I go to the, the it's like a healthy shake place. I go to the healthy shake place for the fun of it. Do you know what I mean? So I'm always doing the yep. same things, but it's not yep. exactly at like seven o'clock. I'm doing this eight o'clock. I'm doing that. And for whatever reason that does work for my personality and how my brain works. Cause I, I feel like I'm not quite as boxed in too. So it's kind of like a compromise for me. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I agree with you there. I think there are definitely camps that probably work the same, like I'm going to work from 9 to 2 and that's it, right? Nothing outside of that. I'm in the camp that I'm pretty flexible. Um, I do structure in, like usually Fridays for me are uh, pretty much no client work. It's like, right, we're we're recording on a Friday. I chose this day as you know that worked for me. I might do like a co-working session. Maybe I'll do a lunch. Yeah. Um, so I do agree with you there. I think that, uh, particularly as an entrepreneur, just makes life fun. Yeah. Um, absolutely. You might have the same specific responsibilities as far as like kid pickup or kid drop-off. That those yeah. types of things. Um, I will sometimes focus uh, like where my zone of genius is strongest. I'm a morning person. So usually towards the end of the day, I'm more tired. Energy is lower. Um, I'm ready to read a book or watch some TV, right? Just I'm unwinding. And so I might then usually do more of my, my client work or harder tasks in the start of the day. But um, I would say I'm with you that I don't have it like to the
0: minute Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's fantastic. You know, I'm wondering if we can talk a little bit about you being a business owner and like, have you always wanted to do that? Or just one day you were like, I'm going to start a business. Can you talk us through that? Yeah,
1: good question. I've always had, I guess I don't know if it's been entrepreneurial drive, but I've always had a drive to to have a big job. So when I was young, you know, I thought I wanted to be a dentist and then I started shadowing dentists and apparently I'm really sensitive to like sounds and blood. Mm -hmm. So I was fainting a lot in that process. (laughs) So that went out the window. And then after I graduated college, I hopped into just general business um, and ended up landing in finance. But even in those early years, I had those ambitions, dreams of, you know, I'm going to be the CEO of a company, I'm going to be the CEO of a company, particularly I was a woman in finance, which was rare, um, not as rare, but definitely rare 10 years ago. And so I wanted to be a woman, you know, in business high up, high up the ranks. And it was all in well and great, and I loved it. I feel like it worked really well as a single female, um, you know, traveling for business every once in a while, there were business conferences, trainings, all those kinds of things. Um, once I started having kids, it was not as exciting, right? I, I remember having like a six-month-old, I think, and they wanted to send me to some training. I'm like, well, sure, but my son's coming, um, and it worked. But right, I was at a work conference with my son, and you know, it was just those types of experiences were slowly starting to really weigh on me as just a corporate employee, um, and so then it was. Truly, the the culmination of I've got two kids. We moved across the country, and I had a super long commute, and I just felt like there's just got to be more, you know. Like I was in a good job, I was in a senior title, and I just felt like, man, this is it. Like I'm stressed every day. I work till five, you know. Then I race to get the kids, and um, it was definitely that experience, that culmination of all those things that. Led me to, I think I should do something else. Um, For a while, it was, you know, work remotely. But even as I continued to just look into other remote corporate careers, it was still the same thing, right? I'm going to now I might work from home, but I'm going to be expected to be at my desk from eight to five or whatever it may be. And, you know, I, I always tell people not that I didn't want to work because I love working. I never wanted to be a stay at home mom, but I wanted the flexibility. So if my child gets sick and I get a call from school that I'm not so insecure to tell my boss at work or right, I'll just make it work into the day that I have as an entrepreneur at home, working from home. And sure, there might still be some adjustments to be made, but for the most part, I can choose family first um, if I need to. And that's, just been a real luxury um, absolutely I think that's the best part of it is being able to choose family first if I need to and I don't have the guilt in doing so and and pretty much any time if I need to arrange uh, an, an expectation something like that no one has ever given me any sort of backlash you know but maybe I need to extend a client deadline or move a meeting or anything like that and it's always pretty much yeah no problem family first yeah right Yeah, Um, And I just, I didn't always get that in the corporate field. I just felt, I felt a lot of guilt. So that was, that was really the push for me was to get rid of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I do a hundred percent agree. A hundred percent agree that um, when you, you know, when you work for yourself, I think that that flexibility there is no amount of money that anybody could ever give me to for me to give that up at this point Someone could say, I will give you $2 million, but you will have to be to work from, I don't know, like seven in the morning to like six or seven at night. And I would say, no way. It's just not, it's not worth it. Always, you know, always family first. And um, I know some listeners may not be in a position where they're able to, to make that. And I know for me, I will never take that for granted because I know that at this point, that is a luxury that some people are not able to have. And I love that you were able to, that you're able to say that as well. Like this is definitely a luxury and it's um a huge part of why i think too i mean like it is not easy being an entrepreneur like at all there are some really hard parts of it (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) there's been plenty of nights where i'm working at midnight um particularly maybe not as much anymore because i've been in business a little over a year but when i was first starting out and i was still in the corporate world yes yeah you better believe that i was working very long hours um but I knew what was going to be on the other side of it, which was eventually having my own my own freedom and yeah and choice to choose.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, I'm glad that we talked about that because I think that sometimes we can look at somebody's current position that they're in and think like, well, that must be nice. But we don't see the background of things. Like I know for me, like I was working two jobs. I just had had my son. So, you know, I'm basically working. Well, I was working full-time and then part-time, but at one point, it was almost like I was working two full-time jobs plus having him um, and recovering from all of that, and I just think that we, someone could look at like what I'm doing now and, and say, like, oh, that's really great and that must be really nice, but like, there is a whole backstory that we don't always get to see of, this, of the success or of the part where people are in their lives, and I think that we can really um, get trapped in that comparison game if we're not careful
1: yeah yeah, absolutely. Um, a few things that like nuggets that I've learned around that is that you know you can't you can't what am I trying to say? You can't talk to someone else about a journey that you haven't yet been through. So it's the same thing as like if someone's listening, like they can't assume that they know what my journey is like when they haven't been down that path. Yes. You know, so it's hard to, like, I can't tell you about being an entrepreneur if you haven't been an entrepreneur. I can, sure, I can give you some ideas and, and all that sort of thing, but it's the same as, like, when you become a mom or when you're actually married. Yeah. You can describe it, but until you've actually been through it, you, you don't really know. Right. And then you, it's hard for you to explain to anyone else unless you've truly been through that journey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, and then you know, and then ever everything is a journey. So you can't. I think the famous quote that I hear a lot is, "You can't compare your beginning to someone else's middle or end."
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, and every once in a while, I would say, "Well, today I'm 32," but I might say, "Well, gosh, but she did all those things, and and she was only 35." Again, it's not a race, right? Mm-hmm. So, am I trying to like accomplish all of that by comparing myself to this lady that's 35 or, or whatever, whoever yeah. I like myself to? Um, I have to remember that I'm in I'm in, you know, my second year of business. So yeah. there's still gonna be lots of grain pains along the way and um, yeah, I'm not gonna look like the Rachel Hollis of the world, you know, who's been doing it for 15 years. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think even we forget that, right? Of like people who have like what most of us would consider like made it big, you know, Um, we forget that, that like most of the time people will say, oh, you're an overnight success. And like these people have been working on their business for like 10, 15, sometimes even 20 years before they, you know, they make any traction, Um, I often think about writers, you know, they've maybe written like three or four books before one gets published, or maybe they send it out to everybody and then self-published it and then it got picked up or whatever that may look like. And I think that we just, we sometimes forget that, but life's not easy for any of us. We all have our journeys to walk down.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree.
0: Can I share something really funny with you though, about your story? Yeah. So, um, when I was in high school, we did a career day as well, and I had always said I wanted to be a dental hygienist. I was like, "Yes, this is my career. This is my calling." So, we did Perfect. a ge- yeah, we a match in heaven.
1: That would have been great. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, we did yeah, we did the little tour of it, and I sat there and watched them clean someone's teeth, and I was like, "That is the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm never doing that." <laughs> so, when you said that, I'm like, "Right there with you. I hear you on that." Yep. Not my yep. jam.
1: That uh, I, I legitimately like fainted as they were pulling out someone's wisdom teeth. This oh, like small girl, she was probably like 10. And I'm like in the operating room. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was very embarrassing. Like, well, I don't know. It was a lot of blood, I guess. And yes. I could, you know, as you always do, you feel it coming. I'm like, oh, I don't feel so good.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little hot in here (laughs) yes yes absolutely (laughs) oh my gosh I love that so much that's awesome so yeah you know I'm wondering if I can as we're wrapping up here if I can ask you a few questions that I ask everyone on the podcast of course absolutely okay and you're familiar with Brene Brown right I am all right, um, and so she has her book "Braving the Wilderness," where this again is my words, not hers, but essentially she talks about like stepping out into into the wilderness, like not really knowing where you're going or you know um, what you're going to do or how you're going to get through it, and along the way you find yourself and others. And so I'm wondering, can you share about a time when you felt like you took that step into the wilderness?
1: Yeah, I actually have two stories that, when you had mentioned it earlier to me, that I had thought about. One is more business, and then one is more personal. But um, the, the business side was when I actually quit my corporate career. It was, I mean, I remember literally giving my two weeks' notice, and like, you know, you have the butterflies in your stomach. Like, my belly's. Churning like my palms are sweaty. I'm so nervous, right? I've I've been receiving a corporate paycheck for nine years, and um, it was really really scary. And I think those first few weeks it was like lovely and glorious and wonderful. But then after I'd received like my last, you know, my paycheck basically came two weeks after I quit, and then it was like, okay, this is real, right? Like I am solely dependent on my income. I and like the main source that's gonna find any additional income and um, and that was just really, that was really scary for me, it was terrifying actually. And every once in a while I still get a little scared about it, but I think also what I've learned from that process is um, a lot of just my daily habits, right, are gonna re, you're gonna restructure what that looks like from corporate to then just entrepreneur. Those things are very, very different. Um, you know, finding and I know this is what's coming, but finding my support along the way has been really important too.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so yeah, just quitting my corporate career was was definitely stepping into the wilderness for me. And I've learned things that I didn't ever even know I would learn. Um so that's been really fun. And then the second piece that's more personal was and I didn't really know I was stepping into a journey, but after I had my first baby, I was diagnosed with vitiligo. If you don't know what vitiligo is, it's a depigmentation of the skin. So I develop white spots on Uh my skin. I basically lose pigment on areas of my skin. And so this was happening slowly at first, after I had my first child, which at the time I didn't really know it was after my first child, right? I just slowly started to pay attention to like small little white spots that were appearing on my, my hands or my feet, which is where it was most common. And then it's been a journey of, you know, like I pretty much don't have pigment on my hands or I don't have pigment on my feet or it was a journey that I didn't know I was in. Like I was I, I almost feel like I was thrown into the wilderness yeah. and then like, OK, man, to figure it out. Um, And then the hardest part really of that was that I've always been a really expressive, outgoing, confident person. And so it was this like brick wall of like, well, how about this? Right now we're going to change your image that you have no control over. And now let's see how you respond, Um, which is what I felt like the world was was doing to me. You know, sure. There are still days or times where maybe I feel very uncomfortable, but the journey that it took me through was, you know, learning everyone's different. I feel like I have a bigger heart for people that have disabilities, especially physical disabilities. Maybe they have, I don't know, whatever, like there's tons of disabilities. Right. But I, I feel like I have a whole different perspective um, just because of what I've gone through. And it, again, it was like, you're thrown into the wilderness and, and let's see what happens was yeah. what I've learned from that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love your takeaways from both of those, like how fantastic. And like, it's not interesting too, when we go through hard things, especially if we don't choose them, that a lot of times we can just like learn such amazing wisdom from them, from those moments.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, this is funny, Kelly. I hadn't even, I hadn't thought about it too much um, since then, but not to like bring down the the chat of the podcast, but my mother in law had been um, struggling with her battle with cancer, and when we would chat from time to time, you know, she would always tell me like, "But you're gonna live to see your kids get married. You're gonna live to you know celebrate birthdays and all these kinds of things." And she's like, "I'm dying," so you know, it was again like that unexpected part of the journey that. I felt like, gosh, this is so hard for me sometimes, this journey that I'm on. And she's like, yeah, maybe people can't see that I'm sick and they could see that you have something wrong with you. But again, you're going to live through it, right? Like yeah. there's, I'm not. So that was just another, again, just part of like being in that wilderness that you don't know what's going to come from it um, was really powerful.
0: Yeah. It sounds like those statements from her like really reframed how you were thinking about it, like completely changed your perspective of, of that. and
1: yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent and i I think in some of the hardest moments that maybe I will have about it, maybe I have an event coming up, right, or maybe I'm gonna get insecure about meeting new people um i I will think about that like but I'm alive, right, and I can squeeze my kids and i can I can meet new people, maybe they're gonna think I am funny, but um you know, yeah. but I can live in the world, and yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Well, if you meet someone new and they judge you for that, then they're a jerk and you don't need them in, in your life too. So just keep that in mind. But I, I love yes. the, that, that perspective you. you're you're carrying with you. That's really cool. Thanks for sharing yeah. that. Appreciate
1: you're welcome.
0: That. So what about, you know, because it's the Kelly and the Encouragers podcast, I always ask people about the biggest encouragers in your life. And so it could be about those moments. It could just be throughout life. Um, what? Who would you say?
1: My husband, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think particularly with both of those events that I have mentioned, he he is definitely the supporter. He also wants to be the fixer, so sometimes that gets hard because I just most of the time want him to listen, right, or just hold my hand as we go through a hard time. But yeah. um, he's always been the one to, you know, when I was really unhappy in corporate, it was, you know, find you something else. He, you know pushing like I really want you to be happy um, and then anything with I mean my skin that's come up he's just you know it doesn't bother him he thinks I'm beautiful you know as any husband should say right but he he does truly live in that space of you know if I just say I, I don't want you to say anything I know you think I'm beautiful but right now I'm not feeling so beautiful so you got to just you yeah. know let me be who I am right now and um, yeah, I think he's been absolutely like support-wise. He's a hundred percent been my number one. That's,
0: yeah, that's so fantastic. Yeah, I can really yeah. hear that, and I and since I can see you, I can see that as well. Yeah. That's that's really yeah. that's really fantastic. I'm glad that you have him, um, and I love that you mentioned him being a fixer because I do think that's very common for men. Not not all the time, but very very common for men in relationships. You know, we don't like to see the people that we love hurt by any means. And, sure. um, and men especially, I think are truly trained by society as a whole to be like, you know, the knights in shining armor and when they can't fix something, I think it's almost at times, I'm not saying for your husband, but just in general can feel, um, really confusing for them almost, you know, I see someone hurting and I can't yep. fix it and I want to yeah. try, which I think sometimes does lead people to say things that aren't necessarily helpful in that moment. Um, but I I think what's great about it is that underlying is he loves you and doesn't want you hurt, you know, and just might not always come across it the way that we would hope my husband included lots of men in my life included, you know, so it's not just your husband by any means. I want to reassure you hashtag solidarity, but yeah,
1: well, and it's, you know, I think, um, as a in a relationship it's just learning how we both can get through that right like yes I'm asking for help yes I'm hurting but this is how I need you to respond to then allow me to feel better
0: absolutely Um, yeah yeah and I love that you're willing to share that because that's a part of it like we we can't expect people to to read our minds by any means and so just clarifying like what you're seeking is fantastic so good job doing that it's really
1: cool. oh thanks yeah, yeah most of the time I, i'm reversing it like can you just tell me like i don't know what's going on in there if you would just yes. again i think as a lot of men right they're going to internalize a lot of absolutely. stuff not all but majority yeah and so it's got yeah, learning to like hello right <laughs> you want me to help you i need to know how i can do that <laughs> yes
0: absolutely on a really yeah. on a really funny note, though, I have asked my husband before, like, "So, what are you thinking about?" And he's like, "Nothing." I'm like, "Nothing? Like, how do you oh, think about God. nothing?" <laughs> it blows my mind. I'm like, "My, I don't know if it's just women as a whole, or you know, obviously each each person's an individual." But I mean, my mm-hmm. mind is like always going. I'm like, I can't think of one time in my life where I haven't been thinking of something ever. I mean,
1: <laughs> I feel like it's a man thing, I'm especially so- now that I'm a mom. Like, maybe there were moments pre-mom that I felt that way, maybe, I don't remember, but for sure now, absolutely not. Yeah. I'm pretty much always thinking about one of my children.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would absolutely agree with that. Well, I'm wondering, Amanda, can you tell everyone where they can follow your journey on social media and where they can access you, especially you know, if they're having any questions or are wanting any help with their own business or their own lives or all of
1: that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I am a Facebook over Instagram person. So you can absolutely find me on, on Instagram, but I love to hang out on Facebook. Um, Specifically, if you want my business side, um, you can just search, you know, facebook.com forward slash the Lux way, but I have a one after. Um, Otherwise you can just search Amanda Claire Osceoli on Facebook and I'll pop up. I should pop up even just Amanda Osceoli too, but
0: yeah, that's fantastic. Um, I
1: do a nice mix of both my personal and professional life um, on my just personal page. So yeah. that is the best place to find me. And then you'll find obviously all my other goodies. If you want to DM me or email me, you'll have access to all that once you've hop
0: into the Facebook space that's fantastic that thank you so much for sharing where people can find you and for being on the show I just really appreciate you and you taking the time and we hope you I'm sure the listeners would want me to wish you again a happy birthday and tell you (laughs) that we hope you have a fantastic day
1: I will yes thank you so much I'll be off to grab some lunch and uh, we're in Orlando for the weekend oh my gosh that's
0: awesome I hope you have a good time
1: thank you so much Kelly thanks
0: Thank you for listening to Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. For all things related to this episode, please go to wwwkellysissoncom podcast, where you can find transcript from today's show and links for today's guest. See you next week for another episode.